Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All righty, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing a short review of a podcast called The Jordan Harbinger Show. I don't think I've ever reviewed it here because he typically doesn't talk about, you know, health and fitness and weight loss and and those types of things. But he did something that he, um, a short snippet on his podcast stuck out to me. And so I will get into that in just a second. Uh, First, just a personal update. So today is Easter Sunday. Happy Easter to those who celebrate Easter. I know it's Passover in other cultures, um, or was Passover, I think on Friday for uh, Jewish culture. Uh, But it's Easter Sunday for all of us, you know, Catholics, I guess. (laughs) I'm not really a Catholic, but uh, I, you know, I was baptized Catholic and I did go to a Catholic college, but I definitely not religious and I, uh, you know, I don't celebrate. I don't go to church. I'm really not doing anything today. I was going to reach out to my brother to get together with him and his girlfriend, but I just, I kind of needed just a very, very chill day. I didn't want to have to go anywhere. I've just been doing a lot of traveling and a lot of working and I wanted to do this podcast. And so think I'm just going to have a, a day to myself, you know, go outside for a walk and, you know, just have a, a kind of a personal wellness day. I'm up in Maine, so I did come back up here. So I just wanted to recap my time in Massachusetts and why I'm back in Maine. So, so last week I was hoping to be done with all the stuff that I had to do in Massachusetts, but the security got pushed another week, which, you know, I was, was, it was stressful that that happened, but I also knew that something like that could happen. So I was hoping to get back last Thursday, but, um, but anyway, so I'm hoping now to fly back on Tuesday. So last week I ended up going for a walk, a nature walk on Walden Pond. So that famous kind of area that, was it Henry David Thoreau wrote about, and uh, you know it's it's pretty famous in Massachusetts. And I I it was it was so nice. It was a beautiful day. It was in the fifties. It was gorgeous. I posted some pictures on my Instagram, and I just you know nature just really centers me and makes me happy. And it's just uh, I needed some activity. I needed to breathe. I needed to meditate. I find walking very meditative. So I did that. And then after that, I wanted something delicious because it was Sunday. So I wanted to find another bakery or something. So I was in, I was near, uh, what was it called? Um, it was, it was a specific area. I was Concord. I was in Concord, which seemed very historic. There were all these really beautiful old buildings. So I Googled a bakery near me. There was, there was one just a couple miles down the street in this little main town. So I drove there and it was such a cute little area. Uh, there were all these little shops. Now, most of them were closed 
And I could not find this bakery. I kept walking up and down this little main street. And I don't know if it was there or not, but I, I could not find it. What I did find was I found a chocolate shop. I found a an Italian restaurant that had pizza and some other baked goods. There was an Italian coffee shop. So I was like, well, let me just kind of check out some of these places. And so I went into the Italian restaurant, ordered a bunch of cannolis, and I did want some chocolate on my cannolis. So I go back and they're like, oh, we're out of chocolate. So I was like, okay, let me just get a pizza instead. So they made a pizza for me, sausage and onion. It was, eh, it was, it wasn't great. I have to say it was, it was okay. They gave me a cookie and, uh, and then I went to this, I, I went into the chocolate shop, but didn't really want like candy. I didn't want chocolate candy. I wanted more like bake stuff. So I went into this Italian, uh, coffee shop. They had this old fashioned chocolate layer cake. So I got a piece of that and I also got an oatmeal cookie. Now the oatmeal cookie was not good. Uh, the chocolate cake was decent. It was okay. It wasn't like anything amazing, but it was, it was good. And then the, the other cookie I got was like, okay. So it was just like a mediocre kind of day. It didn't, you know, I, I lucked out when I went to that Toscano place that this day for my, you know, hopes in, in finding another delicious bakery and having really amazing food didn't go so well this day, but that's okay. What I did wake up the next day, though, it was Monday and I, I needed some vegetables. I'm like, I need some whole foods. I need a salad. I need to just eat some, some nutrient dense whole foods today. I was just feeling not great. So I went to whole foods. I got a salad. I, you know, put some eggs in it, put some protein in it. And then I went to Trader Joe's and I got this other spinach superfood salad that I really like. It has a lot of seeds and this carrot miso dressing that's really delicious. I got a minestrone soup. So that had lots of vegetables in it. So that felt good. I did get some Oreos, some like JoJo's, which were not good, but I still ate them. Um, and so, so yeah, so I extended my trip, got some healthier food and, you know, and just kind of, um, I ended up having to, so I, I drove back up to Maine on, let's see, what day was it? It was, I think it was Sunday that I drove back up. No, today's Sunday. No, I drove up on Thursday. So Thursday is my day off from my other job. So I ended up driving up on Thursday and I stopped at Little's Cafe again and that bakery that I found in Kittery. And because I also wanted to go Lululemon shopping. So in Kittery, Maine, there is an awesome Lululemon outlet. Now there's also a Lululemon outlet in Glendale, Arizona, where I live. Well, I live in Glendale, but I, I sometimes drive 45 minutes to that outlet just to get, you know, discounts on my favorite brand, Lululemon. I'm like obsessed with it. So, and if you don't, if anyone doesn't know Lululemon, it's, it's a very bougie athletic wear brand. I learned about it when I used to work at Equinox. I'm like, why is this brand so popular? And really it's popular because it fit, you know, there are certain 
certain things that they make that fit really well. They're smartly designed. They have really strategic pockets and and some of the clothing itself, some of the the fabric is just really soft and comfortable and I just I just love it. So, so but the Kittery outlet is way better than the Glendale outlet. So I stopped and I needed a bunch of new bras, so I bought a bunch of I I had a couple of gift cards from Christmas, so I I decided to treat myself, tried on a million things and ended up with like four new sports bras that have all these straps in the back. They're super cute. And I got these really soft shirts that had this opening in the back so that it kind of peaks the strappy sports bra. So it's super cute. The fabric is uber soft. I got, what else did I get? I got this, um, I got, oh, I got some joggers. I got some white joggers. So they're super comfy, nice and baggy. And I think that's it. I got the shirts I got. Oh, and I got a short sleeve turtleneck. So a lot of basic stuff, a lot of neutrals, things that I'll wear a lot. So I'm just really psyched about that. And so the bakery. Okay, so I had to get some more of those delicious crawlers. And then, okay, so here's this story about this sandwich. Now I did post a, uh, a, a video, a reel on my Instagram of the sandwich that I got. So for those of you that listened to my recent podcast where I talked about my Subway sandwich and how I go to Subway because it has like this veggie veggie patty that I love because I don't like deli meat. So I don't. I don't like deli meat in general. And but there's times that I I really wish I did. And I want sometimes I sometimes I go back to it and I feel like, well, maybe I'll like it now because sometimes your tastes change. Like as you, as I've gotten older, my, some of my tastes have changed. Like I never liked cheese before. Now I like certain types of cheese. I never liked lobster before. Now there's certain lobster that I'll, that I'll eat and enjoy. So, and, and Paige DeSorbo. So for those of you who don't know Paige DeSorbo, Paige DeSorbo is on Summer House. She's this hundred percent Italian girl. She's super funny. She's on a bunch of reality shows. I follow her on Instagram And she had done this post about this Italian sandwich that she had eaten. And she's like, for those of you who don't know what this is, like, go figure it out. And I forget exactly the name of the sandwich, but it kind of made me ashamed as an Italian. I'm like, oh, I should know the sandwich. I should like the sandwich. Again, I'm very susceptible to influence. So I don't know. When she talked about this sandwich, I got this vision of a like a some sort of sub or some sort of Italian cold cut sandwich that had like three different types of meat. You know, I got this this picture in my head of, you know, cold cuts, uh, cheese, you know, all these, whatever. And and the way she talked about it, I felt like there were three different types of meat or cheese or something on the sandwich. And and it just made me think, this is something I want to try. And So when I went to Lil's, so what I'm getting from Lil's is they'll have all their baked goods that they normally make, like their muffins, their pastries, their crullers, which are freaking amazing. Um, I think I'm probably going to stop back there again on my way back to Massachusetts and get some more because they're so good. Um, So they make those standard things, but then I think they make like little specials. So I remember this one time 
they posted this sandwich, this Tuscan sandwich that looked vegetarian and it had all these vegetables and feta cheese. And I'm like, oh my God, it looks so good. I really wanted that, that specific Tuscan sandwich. And I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that someone that owns this place is Italian because they make a lot of Italian stuff. So I go in this time and they had pizza, these big, thick slices of pepperoni and cheese pizza. And it looked like it was on forcaccia which is one of my favorite breads. And then they had these sandwiches that said like this Italian sandwich. And it had salami, mortadella, prosciutto. No, not prosciutto, but provolone, um, garlic aioli, <clears throat> a pepper relish, and it was on forcaccia. So I'm like, okay, this is what I'm kind of pictured that the sandwich from Paige de Sorbo was kind of like this. This is kind of like in my head. I'm like, this is kind of like this sandwich. And so I was like, I'm going to get the sandwich. And, and while I asked him, I'm like, now do you heat this up? Or he's like, no, it's better cold. I'm like, perfect. So I'm like, let me get this. Let me get that. Let me get a slice of pizza. Let me get the sandwich. Let me get some of these crawlers. Okay. So I pack up all this stuff. Meanwhile, I'm like, I have my Lululemon workout stuff, so I'm going to be working out a lot soon. And I was excited to try this sandwich. Now, again, for those of you who have been listening to me, you know I don't like mayo. Now, I know that garlic aioli is basically mayo, It's but it's got like some garlic and herbs in it. But whatever. I was like, let me just, here's what I, here's what went through my mind. Okay. Now, I'm very, very particular about sandwiches. I don't like a lot of sandwiches, especially with deli meat. I, there are certain places where I trust their sandwiches. Um, one of them is in LA. Uh, what's it called? It's called Mendocino Farms. Now they make some sandwiches where they're really unique flavor combinations and some of them are absolutely delicious. But usually I can't eat pre-made sandwiches because I don't like mayo and I don't like all these creamy toppings that a lot of places put on these sandwiches. But I wanted, but I love Lil's. I'm like obsessed with this cat, this bakery. I'm like, I'm going to trust this sandwich. So, and I didn't know what mortadella was. I, I was like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds delicious. It sounds Italian. So I'm going to get it. So so I get this sandwich home and they give me a little bag of chips to go with it, which is exciting because you know how I like to eat my chips with my sandwich. And so I get it home and I cut it in half and it's so mortadella um, is, is I'm learning is, is a different type of meat. And I did Google it later and it said it's a type of sausage. Now, when I bit into the sandwich, so first of all, the mortadella tasted like bologna. <laughs> That's what it tasted like to me. Now I'm someone who used to, as a kid, I loved bologna. I would make fried bologna sandwiches. Um, we would fry them in butter. I'd get this like black char on this bologna and I would just eat the bologna with this like char having fried it in butter. I would just eat the bologna. Okay. Disgusting, but I thought it was delicious as a child. And, um, yeah, but I needed that char on it. Okay. That burnt crispy saltiness. So anyway, so I bite into the sandwich and I'm like, I'm like, okay, first of all, 
when you bite into a sandwich that has like a mayonnaise on it, okay, ugh, I, I don't, so it's proven again, I don't like mayo. I don't like garlic aioli. I don't like aioli of any kind on a sandwich. I do not like the texture in my mouth and the sensation of my, in my mouth when I bite into a sandwich and part of the mayo or garlic aioli, whatever the hell you want to call it, squirts into my mouth. It's, it's, I don't like that sensation. I don't like that texture. And I don't like the texture of deli meat either. The bread was delicious. Okay. And out of all deli meat or charcuterie, whatever, I'd like salami. That's, that was why I was attracted to this sandwich in the first place. Cause it had salami on it. I do like salami. And I will eat a, a, a salami sandwich with a tiny, tiny bit of salami in between a toasted bagel that has a little crunch to it, okay? Sometimes I will make that sandwich when I'm alone. But, it's, but I put a little bit of mustard, if anything, on it, not mayo. Very big difference between mustard and mayo. So, so anyway, so I, I bite into the sandwich and I've got this like kind of, again, my, my perception of deli meat is it's kind of slimy in texture. And so I bite into the sandwich and it's not like a, an insanely thick, like my dad used to take me to this, to, to this restaurant in Vegas where he would love these big, huge deli sandwiches. And he, I mean, the, the thickness of the, the deli meat, it was so thick now, to Lil's credit, they didn't put like this wicked thick amount of meat on it. It was like there was a, a, a big slice of mortadella and it was folded over. So it was basically like it felt like two slices of the mortadella and then like one or two slices of the salami. There was some provolone. So there's some cheese in it. But it was, you know, I mainly tasted the mortadella. And so what I, so I ate, I basically ate half of this sandwich. I ate it as was. I wanted to trust it had a little bit of romaine on it. It needed more romaine, in my opinion. I, I liked the crunch of the romaine. And in general, I prefer vegetable sandwiches. I just do. And moving forward, I think this is probably the last time I'll try deli meat again in a sandwich. Um, and it's proven to me now, I don't like deli meat. Okay. Just Veronica, don't do it again. So, so yeah, so my, my perception is a slimy kind of texture from these meats and the cheese and the bread itself was not like a crispy, crusty bread. I mean, it was, it was forcaccia and it was decently crusty and there was a tiny bit of crunch from the romaine. There just wasn't enough romaine. And thank God I had my chips cause I was like, you know, cr crunching on my little chip, get that gave me the crunch I needed. And it helped to balance a little bit of this meat. Ooh. So anyway, so I eat, eat, and again, for any of you out there that love deli meat, that love Italian meats, that love this, like a lot of people would friggin' love this sandwich, okay? Lots of people, Paige DeSorbo would probably love this sandwich. My sister, my dad, a lot of people would love this sandwich. I just because of my texture thing, because of the, the deli meat thing, not my favorite. Now, if you would put like a, a Mediterranean salad in that, in between that bread, oh, yum. Keep, keep the provolone. Give me a little like Greek salad in between that bread. I'm in heaven. But 
salami, provolone, and this mortadella. Now, the so the garlic aioli made it worse because of the creaminess of it. Then this pepper relish. Now, the pepper relish, I was hoping, was really spicy. I think it added a sweetness. There was a little bit of a sweetness. Now, I don't... Mayo is kind of sweet. I don't know why mayo is a little bit sweet. Me, it could have been from the mayo. It could have been... For, it, maybe both. Um, and again, I'm someone that... I don't... I like a raw pepper. I like a hot chili pepper. Um, this was like a pepper relish. Now, uh, again, the texture the it it wasn't really hot peppers it was kind of i think it was a little bit of a sweetness to it so anyway i trusted the combination and nothing against lils i think a lot of you out there would love this combination i did not so that's going to be my last adventure with deli meat for a little while uh so you know Bring me back to Subway. <laughs> but I did true to form. Okay. I'm finally starting to get paid from this, uh, from this, you know, I'm starting to like pay my credit cards off, try to bougier sandwich than Subway. But look, I still love Subway better in, than this sandwich because I like my pickles. I like my black olives. I like the veggie patty over the deli meat. But I still believe that Lil's will have a combination. If they bring back that Tuscan vegetable sandwich, I am there. So besides the that sandwich, and um, I also went and treated myself to some Thai food. I got a ton of Thai food. So I got the green curry fried rice that I typically get with chicken. And I got... Uh, a thing of um, pad thai and some fresh rolls, some wontons, uh, some spring rolls. And so I feasted last night. I got treated myself to a dairy queen. So I definitely need to work out today. I need a little bit of balance. But, um, but I watched a good movie last night, Captain Phillips. Strongly recommend it. Tom Hanks, really good movie. And I pigged out on my Thai food. I have leftovers today. So I'm going to be eating Thai food all day. Then heading back to finish my security build out on Monday. And then hopefully flying back to Arizona on Tuesday. So the next week is going to be a very, very busy week. And today, though, I'm going to do a little bit of self-care. I'm going to go on another nature walk get some exercise in, release some endorphins into my anxious brain and just feast on Thai food and ice cream all day. It's going to be delicious. Okay, so now let's get into the review of the Jordan Harbinger show. And what caught my eye is he's he did a little topic on, he named it, Is a Hefty Health Professional a Hippocratic Hypocrite? And so, so the Jordan Harbinger show in general is, so Jordan used to be an attorney. Well, he is an attorney. He's not a practicing attorney. He now does this podcast. Um, but he has a lot of interesting guests on, like he does just a huge variety of topics. 
And the goal of his podcast is to help people become better critical thinkers, have a, a better understanding of how the world works. And so he, he, like, he does a lot of different shows. I mean, he does things on China. He does things on North Korea. He does things on the safety of our drinking water. He does things on supplements. I mean, he does a lot of really interesting shows that are really just all over the map. And on Fridays, he, he has people write in. And then him and his uh, producer and co-host, this guy, Gabriel, uh, kind of read listener write-ins and uh, and then respond to them. And so this one caught my eye. Okay, so this uh, listener wrote an email saying, I work in healthcare and people I work with complain daily about their appearances and are constantly talking about how they need to lose weight. Then in the next breath, say things like, that's why I don't go to the gym. These people will eat a burrito for breakfast, French fries for lunch, and all the sugary snacks in between. And these are educated people. We all have doctorate degrees. So it's not like they don't know which foods are nutritious. It's especially frustrating because we all work with patients every day that have preventable diseases caused by neglecting healthy habits, but they are complaining about a problem they are actively choosing to perpetuate. I want to have a good relationship with these people because we spend so much time together, but I find this negative and hypocritical on many levels. I also don't want to be labeled as fat phobic or rude and or antisocial. Plus, I'm new to this organization and I need their help throughout the day. Signed, Walk the Walk. Okay, so I, you know the question is: Is this fat phobic? Right? Is this writer fat phobic? You know, this writer who you know seems to be a doctor of some kind works with other healthcare providers, other doctors who will in one breath complain that they're tired and that they, you know, that they, you know, need to go to the gym or they talk about how, you know, they, they complain about their appearances, but then they eat poorly. They choose to eat poorly. So Jordan, this, this is his response. He says he feels the, their pain this writer. He said, it's hard to be around people like this and witness these behaviors, especially when you have to spend eight to 10 hours with them, especially that they complain about their health while being in health care. Uh, Jordan would be silently screaming in his head too. He said, this is tough to deal with because on one hand, you don't want to be the guy screaming, Hey, Kathy, Put down the crunch and munch. Take a friggin' walk or you're going to be injecting yourself with insulin at 63. On the other hand, you could be indirectly enabling the behaviors that will have real impacts on their health. So he, his, the way he questions it is how much responsibility do you have? Is it on you to give them a kick in the pants? Or is it on them as doctors to take care of their own health. So, I mean, definitely some good questions posed by, by Jordan. I mean, you know, it's, let me just kind of review what, what they talked about and then I'll give my opinion at the end. So Jordan posed those questions. His producer and co-host Gabe said, yeah, on some level, 
if this is how they want to live their lives, is that okay? And Jordan's like, I don't know the answer. You know, I see both sides and I think it comes down really to personal values. You know, what our friend, the writer believes is more important. He's like, this reminds me of my own middle school health teacher and gym teacher. He's like, while very nice and confident, she was hundreds of pounds overweight. He's like, she would come in with a super gulp soda, then after lunch, come back with another one. One day they were swimming. He's like, and one of the kids was like, hey, where's the lifeguard? And she answered, I'm the lifeguard. <laughs> so he's then asks, can you swim? She's like, no. So uh, you're out of luck. And, and so don't drown. Uh, so he's like, I wasn't sure if she was kidding or not, but she could barely walk. He's like, literally, she's very nice, very competent, but like, she's also the health teacher. And, you know, he's basically talking about the, the, that she's setting this poor example by being a health teacher and being very overweight, drinking sugary drinks in front of them. And so Gabe was like, what the hell? That doesn't sit with me. So this is the producer and co-host. He's like, I'm sure some people are ignorant while others may be dealing with emotional stuff with food. He's like, but you know, you need to honor your profession a little. It's like a cop who commits a crime. If you're a police officer, you're not supposed to break the law. If you're a gym teacher in healthcare, a doctor, you're not supposed to treat your body poorly. Now, and again, I, I, I just have my own notes here where, you know, putting people on a pedestal is never good. I mean, it's kind of like deifying certain professions, like, like a priest, for example, a priest is also human. You know, I obviously know a lot of priests are pedophiles. <laughs> we also know, like I had a priest that was, you know, an alcoholic in my, you know, so people are not perfect. All humans are flawed, regardless of their profession. You know, just because a doctor is, you know, no, has a lot of education about health doesn't necessarily mean they follow, you know, they're perfect in terms of their own, the, the way they treat their own bodies, clearly. Um, so, but Gabe also wanted to share his own story of someone that he knew. So he's like, I know a guy years ago, he was a personal trainer. He said when he would be out in public and saw families eating poorly at the food court, he would go up to the parents and say, look, I don't want to be that guy. But what you're doing to your kids is not okay. This is low-key child abuse. If you want to be around, if you want your kids to have a better life, you know, I'm just going to tell you, you need to stop eating this stuff. And Jordan was like, wow, are you serious? He would do that? And Gabe's like, yeah, he would actually do that. And Jordan's like, wow, wild, the ball's on him. And... Gabe, the producer was like, yeah, he just couldn't sit there drinking his protein shake while watching parents give their kids high cholesterol. When I heard that I did, when I heard that he did that, I cringed. I was like, you know, how could you say that? And he would say things like, well, they need to hear it. They're hurting their kids. That is not okay. You know, and that, and, and the question is, is that his place? You know, if this is not okay, but is, is, is that his place is the question. You know, you could argue, no, not at all. You know, you're, you're nobody to these people, but if they go home tonight and reconsider some things, is it worth it? You know, it's possible. 
Jordan's like, well, it does sound very oversteppy. And, you know, Gabe was like, it is oversteppy. But the difference with the person writing in is they work with these people and have a real relationship. So maybe the answer is, you know, how much do you care for these people? And does that bring an obligation to tell the truth? Uh, Jordan said, well, maybe here's, here's my idea. He's like, if you ever find yourself in conversation with a colleague and they say, "Ugh, I feel gross and tired. I just had to buy these new pants again. But also, did you see that new season of love, love, love Island? That's why I can't get to the gym. Then maybe that's when you can speak up. Maybe then you say something like, Hey, Kathy, I, I, I say this with love. I hear you talking about your weight all the time and you're tired all the time. And I can't help but notice you're not putting the best stuff in your body. You're a doctor. You know that. And as a doctor, you know that you know that. And as your colleague, which I, and I really enjoy working with you, I got to say, I'm a bit worried about you. And I, I wouldn't feel like a good friend if I didn't say that you need to look at your lifestyle and take better care of yourself. And if you don't want to do that, that's your choice. But when I hear you complain, what I'm really hearing you say is I can do better. So that's what I'm saying to you. I want and know you can do better. If you ever want to talk about how to do it, I'm here for you. If you say something like, say something like that, kindly, respectfully, from a place of genuine concern, it'll be hard for someone to turn around and call you fat phobic. And if they do, it's because you've hit a nerve and that's on them. You know, this isn't about appearance. Appearance is a byproduct of lifestyle. This is about putting down the sucrose. This is about putting, stop putting sucrose down your throat and clogging your veins with fat, saturated fat. This is about living up to the standards of your profession. Nobody reasonable can argue with that. Um, Gabe said, also better do it one-on-one instead of in front of a group. Because even if this is delivered perfectly, it's still a sensitive subject. And maybe there's a particular person she's closer with that might receive it better. If it starts with one person, it may inspire others. And Jordan's like, yeah, yeah, good modeling work. You know, obviously some people don't want to choose better and you have to let that go and make peace with the fact that some people just don't want to take good care of themselves. Okay, so that's that's the end of what they talked about. And I and I wanted to get through all of their thoughts for the most part before I gave my own opinions because I think they were like working through their own thoughts about how they feel. And I think so I mean I think what he said last is yeah, I mean, you you, you can't force your beliefs on other people. A Right. Like you, <clears throat> I think what what he was talking about, this personal trainer, just going up to a random family. I think that that is very much out of line. I think because that reminds me of, I think it was, it was, no, it was, it was either Reagan Chastain or maybe a combination of both and the lady from maintenance phase who, you know, they're both fat activists and they've talked about how people will just yell things out at them on the street. And, and I think there's a big difference between there are fat people who run marathons and are just in a larger body size. And then there's, you know, fat people that 
don't lift a finger, don't move, and, you know, are basically doing it to themselves, right? Like they are, and whereas one fat person could be that marathon runner that just happens to be in a bigger body, but is in great health. And then there's the person that has caused themselves through, you know, not moving them their bodies, through drinking sugary drinks, through eating fast food, and they've done that to themselves. And, and they could have a healthier life. They could be, and they might be in poor health because they don't move their body, because they're choosing these foods. At the end of the day, though, having a trainer just go up to them and randomly say something to them most likely is not going to do anything except embarrass them and potentially make it worse, right? So there's that whole like shame culture, what um, depression does to release certain hormones that keep people fat, the, the judgment, the stigma, all of those things play a factor. So I don't think that just going up and saying something is a, a, a good thing to do. Um, do I think in certain professions, like a doctor, so this writer talks about how people that are constantly complaining, right? They, they work together and they are in healthcare and they are eating a lot of processed, you know, foods and heavier sugary things and complaining at the same time. If people are complaining, right, if they're actually saying words out loud, I think if the, if I was around that, and I, I think I, I think it gives you the right, if people are talking about something, I think it does give you a little bit of a right to respond to that, right? Like I, I think if, if people are just minding their own business, I don't think it's on you to say something to them. But if somebody's complaining, like if I had somebody complaining about their appearance, complaining that they need to lose weight, and then, and then eating in a way that does not support that, I don't know what I'd say. I, I mean, again, I, you know, being in the weight loss industry, you know, we would, we would basically confess our, our, you know, quote unquote sins to each other when we would, you know, but, but we found joy in that. We just, that's what we like to do. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think if, again, if somebody's talking, I think you can respond to it. So if somebody was like, oh, I, I, you know, again, she says people are constantly complaining about their appearance uh, and how they need to lose weight. If, if somebody was like, oh, I need to lose weight. I'd be like, oh, well, what are you doing to, are you, are you doing anything to achieve that? I know you talk about it a lot. Like, what are you, what are you doing to, to get there? Are you, are you trying it all or, um, and, or maybe I would share what I, you know, maybe share what I had done. Like, oh yeah, you know, I felt the same way, uh, you know, a couple years ago. And I found that just by, you know, bringing my food in or, or getting all these prepared foods at Trader Joe's and just bring them in, it definitely made a huge difference. I'd probably say this is what worked for me in, in, in that case. Again, only if people are saying something, if people aren't saying something, I don't think you have the right to say it, but I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think, I think if somebody is saying the words, then I, I do think that now 
I also think, you know, when Jordan's talking about his health teacher and in bringing in a big gulp, I think probably back in the day, because he's, I think Jordan's somewhere around my age. Like, I think he's somewhere in his 40s, maybe. I mean, back in the day, I don't think we had an awareness that that the sugary drinks were causing, that wreaking the havoc that they were wreaking. I, I don't think that uh, there was as much awareness as as to the harms of sugar. Um, and so I think, you know, people drinking a ton of sugary drinks and that leading to gaining weight. Now we know a lot more about that. Um, and I think that, you know, I, again, this problem with people, if you're if you're a trainer, I mean, again, I when when I was in the, the fitness industry, <clears throat> there were many people that were trainers, that were group fitness instructors, that were in a, a, a slightly larger body size than than some of the members. And the members would complain that, oh, this, this is my example. This is what I'm supposed to aspire to. These people are not inspirational to me. And meanwhile, these were like muscular, in shape people that were that were teaching these classes and just in a like a, a slightly larger body size. I mean, so I think there's that and then which is which is very different from someone being hundreds of pounds overweight and drinking sugar you know and talking about health i there is something that you know if you're if you're preaching about good nutrition and 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 eating a donut at the same time there is a certain hypocritical nature of it right i i don't know i mean I mean, here I am. I mean, this is a podcast where we celebrate food and I'm talking about the delicious crullers I eat, uh, but also, but also having some balance with movement and with, with, with eating vegetables and eating nutrient dense foods as well. I mean, I, I do think that balance is important. I do. And I, and I, I don't think that that's a bad thing to talk about. I think I think that should be brought into the conversation. So I don't know. I, I again, I I don't think it's fat phobia to be in healthcare and to hear people complaining about things when their actions are the exact opposite. I, I don't think that this this writer is fat phobic for having some judgments about that. It is judgmental. It is. But I think those those judgments are well placed for the profession they're in and for what these people are saying. Now, if if the colleagues of this doctor were not complaining, right? If they weren't saying, "Oh, I have low energy or oh, I need to lose weight or oh, I can't stand the way I look or oh, I, I feel sluggish." If they weren't saying those things, right, and and they were just eating the way they were eating, I don't know that this writer would have written in. I it to me it it sounds like it sounds like the the complaining of it all, and then not backing it up by action. I'm someone that's that gets annoyed with people who say one thing and then do another. I'm like, do what you say you're gonna do. If you want to lose weight, if you don't feel good, take action to support that. If you don't care and you just love food and you or, or love sugary things and processed foods, but you 
and, and you don't care about the way that you feel about uh, if you don't feel good, but you're not complaining about it, do your thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am someone who, if somebody's going to say something, back it up, do, do, you know, back it up with action. I mean that anyway, <laughs> there's enough on that. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, hearing Jordan talk about, you know, talk about it, it, it's a little bit cringy, right? But I, I do understand where they're coming from. I think there's, again, there's just judging people by appearance and then there's, there's actual, you know, there's there's judging someone for what they're complaining about and the hypocritical actions that they're that they're that they're taking. So I, I don't think that this is fat phobic. Okay. Moving on. The last thing I wanted to talk about is so and again I want to say this behind the paywall because I don't want I would never want to hurt anybody by talking about this. But this is, this kind of ties into, into this last topic from Jordan Harbinger. So I, I'm back in Maine and I saw someone and I want to be very delicate. I don't want to say names. <clears throat> I don't want to uh, call anyone out specifically, but I saw someone that I haven't seen in over 20 years. And this person was always, you know, an overweight person and, and this person now has probably put on another, I don't know, two to 300 pounds and is, is extremely, extremely morbidly obese. And I don't even know if you're supposed to use those words at, at all anymore, but, um, but <clears throat> you know, and, and from what I've, learned this person also has uh negative health repercussions because of this weight gain um uh a skin condition some vascular conditions that make this person extremely extremely uncomfortable now when i saw this person because it's i don't see this person often even though i i could uh because this person is mainly inside, you know, mainly, you know, watches TV, plays video games. This person has a child and that child is, is young and very, very active. Uh, the, the child has a lot of energy and very hyper and, and you see, so, so I went for a walk and I, I saw this person and with his, with the child and the child was like running around playing basketball and, you know, just living their best life. And, and the dad was not playing, was on the phone, just, you know, in, in the phone, um, you know, kind of ignoring the child and the child was running around playing, but you know, this was a chance for some movement, for some activity to play with your kid. You know, don't just be on your phone. And, you know, this is a person too, that doesn't have a job, doesn't work, um, is on disability, 
because of because of a serious accident this person was in. So there's some other factors, right? It's not just laziness and and non-movement. There's a traumatic brain injury that that lingers, right? I'm sure some some other complications from that really tragic accident. So this person wasn't in an accident a long time ago, actually almost died. So so again, I, I say I, I say I, I'm trying to say this in a very non-judgmental way. I am a judgmental person, clearly. Okay. All of you know this because I talk about all my judgments on here. <laughs> but what I, I guess I want to talk about this because it broke my heart. What breaks my heart is I know that this person, this, first of all, this person is a really good person, a very good hearted, kind, you know, nice person. And, you know, this person's life is, you know, very small, you know, just inside doesn't really have any friends or a, a much life beyond the home that he's in and you know but he does have this daughter and and you know i i just think back to like you know my childhood with my dad and my dad was not this big my dad uh you know was more mobile than this but also you know my childhood was you know heart, my dad having heart attacks you know my dad not really being able to participate in a lot of things because he couldn't, you know, wasn't as mobile, but he was more mobile than, than this person is at, at his age. And, you know, I just thought like all of these complications already are happening. My dad started having major complications when he was in his like sixties and, and, but heart attacks all throughout his life because of, of the way he lived his life smoking a couple packs a day, the way he ate, the lack of movement. And he died a horrible death. Like I would not wish the way he died on anyone. And when I see someone that overweight, and again, it's not just being in a larger body. He's not active, right? He's not moving. When you, when you have this sedentary lifestyle and you're you're eating like a lot of sugar and a lot of things that continue to cause excessive weight gain that's where a lot of these detrimental health problems come from diabetes cellulitis gout all these inflammatory issues circulatory issues and and this guy's young this guy's young and you know, and, and he's already having these, these really bad complications. And I, and I just saw this, this opportunity for him to be, to have movement in his life, to play with his daughter, to play some basketball with his daughter, to, to move to, and, and he's at a point where really small differences would make a huge, would make huge changes right? You don't have to have a lot of balance for there to be a result. And, and I would never say this to this person, like this person had, like, you can't make anyone do something, right? Just like this trainer going up to this family, like me going up to this person and like, it's, I'm not going to make an impact. This person 
has got to want to do it for himself. This person has got to want to do it for his daughter and he's not, you know, there, that often I've, I've seen that a lot of times where like my, a lot of my weight loss clients in the past were people who wanted to be able to play with their children. They wanted to be around for their children. They didn't want to feel like a grandfather when their children were growing up. They wanted to be able to, you know, play ball with them and not be out of breath from walking up the stairs. And sometimes having a child really makes that impact where people do get this second lease of life and they do want to make some positive changes. And, you know, it doesn't look like that's happened, at least at this point. But I do hope because the daughter is going to deal with these repercussions. She's going to be the one that has the sick dad that can't move. She's going to have the dad that's bed bound, that gets bed sores that, and, and he's not at that point yet, but, and hopefully will make some changes before he gets to that point. I don't know what would, what would inspire him. I know that I can't inspire him. I, it's not my place to do that, but, and, and, and I think, you know, just like this writer, like this writer now, again, if, 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 if this kid actually came up to me and said, I want to do something I want, you know, or was complaining, but I, I'm not around this person ever. You know, I, I just walked by him the other day and, and just, I, I, it was, it was shocking to see him, but, it, but I wasn't surprised. I mean, even when we were kids, this is a, this is somebody who didn't want to really you know, go out and play with us as, you know, we were out playing softball and playing field hockey and running around, enjoying nature. And this, this is a kid that chose to be inside and play video games instead of wanting to get out and, and be active. And so, and that's translated into his adulthood. I think sometimes we do change as we get into adulthood and sometimes we don't. Um, and we live in a society that a lot of people can live that lifestyle can continue, especially if they, you know, have access to disability checks and, you know, anyway, I guess my point is that, you know, it's, 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 it's funny because there's this whole body acceptance and, and fat phobia, these, all these, these, these talks, right. And, and health at any size. And I believe that health can be achieved at any size for certain people, right? It's, it's not all about that. This one thin type is, is, is what health is, right? There's, there's skinny fat there's, and, and the reality is there are fat people that are in great health. So, but there's also, people that are either thin or in larger bodies that have very poor health. And I think, you know, this is an example of that. It sounds like the writer who wrote in, who is around his colleagues in healthcare, where they're eating this certain way, you know, you, you can see when it's caused, you can see when it's caused by lack of nutrition and lack of movement 
And then you can see when it's different and it's just this person happens to be in a larger body, but has good, healthy habits. There's a big difference there. What I talk about on this podcast that I'm passionate about are the people that choose to eat in a way that cause that can cause disease that can cause um you know detrimental health effects okay there is a difference between those lifestyles and it's not to say that you can't eat processed foods and fried foods and you know there's there's just a, it's a, there's a balance and i think finding some balance in life is very, very, very important. And that's what I'm preaching here is some sort of balance. 80-20 rule, even 50-50, like 50-50, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to, you're not going to like, you know, you know, most, most likely, you know, you're going to have a bet, you're going to be mobile. You're not going to get all these horrible diseases way too early, potentially, unless you're predisposed to them or, you know, Random things can happen, of course. Can't You can't f- f- fix everything through good nutrition and movement. But there are a lot of things that can be diseases that can be slowed down, that can be prevented for a very long time through some balance. And so that is what I'm preaching. Anyway, that is the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it today. I have lots more good content coming up. Please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please subscribe. Well, you all all are my subscribers. Thank you for subscribing. I really appreciate it. Please share. Please rate, review. Um, Give me some good reviews, please. Uh, You know, balance those bad ones. Uh, and if there's anything you would like me to talk about, if there's any podcasts you've heard that are good, that relate to these topics, please send them my way. Shoot me a DM. I do love hearing from all of you. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very good